Ready. Hey. Just in the middle of the field, 45, 50. Green grass in front of him, leaving Lions in his way. I am Jeff Joniak. Blitz is on. Down he goes. Brisker. What was it like playing for Coach Dicka? Uh, I don't want to answer any questions like that. 61 yards. Ooh. A Sunday stroll for Justin Fields. No way. Three, four, three. And Pekara is Pekara is Now. Bears Etc. Brought to you by Miller Lite with the voices of the Bears, Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer. A Bears team who did not play their starters on either side of the ball came out pretty strong and managed to put a big lead together before losing to the Indianapolis Colts 24-17 in Indianapolis and Lucas Oil Stadium. Welcome into our Bears Etc. podcast for our instant reactions with Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak and we are sponsored by Miller Lite. It's Miller Time Chicago. P.J. Walker, the starter, played a quarter, but Tyson Bajan came into the second quarter and uh, got our attention. He was 9 of 10 and scored on a two-yard touchdown run before giving it over to Nathan Peterman. Just give me some thoughts on all three quarterbacks. Well, you know, I I like what I see out of all three quarterbacks. I like P.J. Walker. I like his athleticism. He's a similar template to Justin Fields. But now... I got to believe that the quarterback competition is 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 open because when you look at what Bajit did and how he performed tonight and you look at the calmness within that 17 play drive that resulted in a touchdown. He hit receivers in stride. He made the right read to receivers to make sure that they had run after the catch. So I like what I see them. And I wasn't disappointed by Nathan Peterman. He counted on the receivers to make some big catches even though they were covered. He understood the window of opportunity opportunity the NFL doesn't stay open long but he still put it in a catchable position and these guys were able to make catches so I'm super encouraged about the development of the quarterback position but listen it's all about three weeks and when you add a quarterback in the mix during the second week of the preseason it really makes it interesting and I think actually it puts a little bit of pressure on P.J. Walker. All right Walker one of four for just six yards on the day 39-6 the quarterback rating Bajan 9 of 10, 76 yards, 98.3. But, again, the calmness. And I, and I agree with you. He shows it on the practice field as well. Just know, kind of knows exactly where to go with the ball. Throws a catchable ball across the board. And Nathan Peterman, 10 of 18, 115 yards. Darius Fountain, he was our post-game guest on the Bears Radio Network with uh, Jason McKee. Had himself a day. Tom, six targets, five catches, 86 yards, and a beautiful 35-yard touchdown. Also made a big catch to set the Bears up for a last-minute chance to try and get in the end zone. Uh, and he's a former Colt. Listen, the best thing I like about Doris Fountain is immediately when he was interviewed with, by Jason McKee at the end of the game, the first thing he brought up is the value and his important role on special teams. You don't want these guys, Jeff, only focusing on how many snaps they're going to get as a wide receiver during the regular season or during a game. you got to see what is their contribution in special teams to make sure that they have a wide variety of skills and they can add their skills in a lot of different ways to a team. All right, also, we got to talk about the running of Roshan Johnson. Seven carries and 32 yards. When he was in there, he was moving guys. Uh, they were going backwards. He is not one to give up a, a lot. He's not going down easy. Uh, a long of 14 on his day today, but it's just how he runs that's grabbing our attention. 
What I like about Roshan Johnson, he never looks to freelance. He understands where the point of attack is, and he cuts accordingly. And it's the running backs that understand the blocking schemes. They know what is going to be the biggest impact against the defense and how to break off of it. And that's what I like about Roshan Johnson as much as anything is his confidence and his interior vision. A lot of young running backs only want to escape to the outside, but Roshan Johnson is willing to take it in the inside, challenge the tackling and the willingness of defensive backs and linebackers, and you see what his value could be to this backfield. We're brought to you by Miller Lite, official beer of the Chicago Bears. Tastes like Miller time, Chicago, and it's also brought to you by PNC Bank, official bank of the Bears. How about Robert Burns? Yep. The undrafted <laughs> running back today, because he's a fullback on the depth chart, uh, backing up uh, uh, Kari Blasting game, but eight carries, 40 yards, five yards a carry, 12 along. He did fumble the football, yep. and that, that one certainly uh, led to points for the Colts. But uh, overall, I like how his explosiveness as he shoots out of the backfield. You know, it would be interesting if we could track a running back to th where the point of attack is, their decision to take it outside or inside. Because Robert Burns is not going to be an outside burner. He's going to be an inside vision guy a lot like Roshan Johnson. Then he's going to challenge the willingness of guys that are going to come up and deliver big hits. But he makes the decision so clear when he puts his foot in the ground, he's getting positive yards attached to it. So as you brought up Roshan Johnson, I also wrote down the name of Robert Burns because I think they have similarities in their inside running style and then you think of Robert Burns how can he contribute on special teams 511 222 he's a thick powerful body that's yeah, funny because uh, Roshan's listed at 62 222 he's at 511 222 uh, Robert Burns uh, out of Miami went to Yukon went to Miami of Florida for a time uh, both both of these guys initiate contact uh, one ran a 458 that's Roshan Burns ran a 466 I mean and but he's thick he's muscled up but can you attach their speed with vision? Because you can be fast, but does your vision complete the run? And that's what I like about both of these guys is they understand the defensive front they're facing. They understand where the vulnerability is of their tackling, and they're able to attack accordingly. Can he play special teams? He's got to, and I think he can. I think there's a lot of different duties that he can do. You know, he can be a big-time blocker on kickoff return. He can be a blocker on punt return. He can be on the punt team. So when you look at a guy like Robert Burns who's showing running back instincts, but he's got the size and the power and the willingness to play special teams, you're talking about a three-position player right there. Well, he, he could be a target, obviously, for the for – the, uh practice squad as well. Hey, back to Fountain real quick. He's six catches now in the preseason. He's had big plays. 35-yard touchdown, 26-yard uh, catch tonight, 25-yard catch last week and making catches during training camp. He brought us to our attention early in camp. He's continued. He did the other day. Also, Simba Webster's done the same thing. They will have decisions to make. Simba targeted four times for three catches. Fountain, six targets, five catches. Pettis had a couple of catches. Uh, last night as well, Isaiah Ford caught one late for 25 yards. He's, he's made some plays as well. We're also brought to you by United Airlines, official airlines of the Chicago Bears. All right, Tom, let's focus on defense now. Overall, uh, A.J. Thomas, five tackles. That was early in the game. Michael Walker, the newest addition out of Atlanta, five tackles. Kendall Williamson, the rookie out of Stanford, five tackles. And Davion Taylor, a new guy with five tackles. So the two new linebackers who really didn't practice <laughs> had ten combined tackles. 
Right. You know, listen, I like guys that are come on the scene late and then they kind of play some inspirational football because they know they're fighting for their football life. But I, I can't, you know, ignore the fact that Jervon Dexter Jr. or Jervon Dexter and um, – Zach Pickens. Zach, Zach Pickens. You know, they played well again. So they are making penetration. They are making significant defensive line progress. I think when you look at the performance of the defensive line from a year ago, you're going to need young guys that come in here and have an impact on this football team. And so those are a couple bright spots that I like, and it's hard to ignore Terrell Lewis. Here's a guy two weeks in a row with the type of length he has. He gets around the corner well. He's got bendability and athleticism, and he stripped the ball. So like when we were talking to Matt Eberflus, he says, look, if our defensive end puts the ball in the turf, it's our requirement, our obligation, our goal to get that. So I like what I look for loafs on tape. No, (laughs) no, he said he's going to look for loafs. Right, right. But I like what I see up front because I think if this defense is going to take a major step forward because I like what I see out of the defensive backfield, it's going to be because it's going to be because they have seven or eight guys that can contribute up front. All right. So some of the things that happened that, so that forced fumble was one, also mentioned the near interception that we thought was picked. I, I did. Did Tyreek Stevenson in the end zone? That was a touchdown from Gardner Minshew to Winfrey for eight. Yeah, I thought for sure he picked that pass. So He's going to be but, up know, at night in the end zone here from where we're sitting. Indianapolis is in big white letters, so his hands were above his head and he has white gloves on, and it kind of everything blend into everything, and that's why I thought. Um, that he, I thought that that's why I thought he had an interception. But the th- positive thing about it is now there's two weeks in a row that Tyreek Stevenson should have had an interception. If he capitalizes on those opportunities during the regular season, you know, I mean, he's going to be flashing. And so I'm excited for what I saw. I like his rela- reaction. I like his willingness to tackle. And I just think he makes that position much more competitive. Well, he's always around the ball, and that's what I like, too. That at a minimum, you're around the ball, good things are going to happen. Uh, also, A.J. Thomas uh, recognized as well by Matt Eberflus on the defensive side of the ball. But Lewis with a sack. I got to say, Zach Pickens, uh, he continues to impress me, too. Me he had too. a good game last week. He had three tackles early in this game. He had a quarterback hit and a tackle for loss. Dexter had one tackle. Some of these guys uh, that we're going to be looking to the future with, uh, and the future is right now for these young guys to help be in that wave up front defensively. Well, that's what Ryan Poles, that's why he went and evaluated these guys with his scouting staff and figured with the athleticism, the length, and the strength that these guys have that they could be immediate contributors. It's not like you're required right now to be come in here and be a starter and play 60 snaps a game. No, you got to be a heavy-time contributor at about 30 snaps a game in inside the rotation. Vizzy Hard Seltzer, the official hard seltzer of the Chicago Bears, and score huge savings on an impressive lineup of items with Jewel Osco for you. This handy app features hot digital deals on everything from premium produce and savory snacks to butcher fresh meat and more. Get additional details at jewelosco.com. So the week now turns to the final week of the preseason. Is the final chance for guys to win roster spots. There could be more additions. There could be more subtractions even this week as waivers come about. The final cuts are not due until after uh, the game against Buffalo League-wide. It's all on the same day now. But does that change the attitude of the week? It's going to it's expected to be really hot uh, yep. during the course of the week. I'm not sure exactly how that plays into their plans, but when they go back, they're getting ready for a Buffalo team, and you will. I, I, I 
that it's not going to be anything other than you will see starters in this game. Or will that make you feel a little bit better about tuning up a little bit for the season? Yeah, I, I'm not going to deny the fact. I'd like to see starters play because there's such a big gap in between the end of the preseason and the regular season. But you know, Jeff, one thing that influences players, and Matt said it with us after the game, we're going to treat this week as a game week in our preparation. That puts a different feeling in your gut because when you start OTAs and you start training camp, you're just trying to get to the next day because it's such a hard time of work. But now you're getting ready and you're going through what would be a practice week. What would your life be like and the regular season? So uh, you know it's imperative that these come out, these guys come out with a hardworking attitude. It's imperative. That the guys that didn't play in the game come with a practice attitude unlike any other week. Because they haven't hit anybody now since Thursday. So you think of the length of the time from those starters from the last time they practiced to the next time they practice. they got to be ready to go. This is not something that you have a day to amp it up. This is when they get full pads on, whether it's 150 degrees or 50 degrees, they have to come out and have a high-tempo performance. You know, there's always overreactions with every game, regular season or preseason, but you know there's going to be a lot of conversation about Tyson Beijing. There should be. Yeah, from the because media fans, no question. Well, you know what? Who, you were saying that ever since you saw him, the game's not too big for him. Yeah. And you, I think that's one of the things that impresses you most because, oh, you know, during the time he came here, oh, no one's ever come into the NFL from Shepard. You don't know what how he's going to react. Is it going to be, you know, such, you know, is he going to be intimidated by the type of talent he sees? No, because – He's got knowledge. He's got an understanding of his job requirements. He knows the anticipation of routes. He put it on display, and he was the second quarterback inserted into the game. And that just tells you what the coaches feel of him. They want to see P.J. Walker succeed because he's the most similar to a guy like Justin. However, it's all about who plays the quarterback position the best and who can do have a wide variety of skills to show the coaches that he can play here. Game day snacking calls for good foods. Chunky guacamole made with Haas avocados, tomatoes, onions, cilantro, and a squeeze of lime juice. It's the perfect snack to watch while the Bears win. Score some today at your local grocery store. Game day is guac day. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, this is Bears, etc. And we, as always, are brought to you by... Miller Lite, official beer of the Chicago Bears. Looking forward to see a good Buffalo team, uh, another good opponent. Uh, we're going to obviously grade the first snaps more than others, yeah. but it's it's always fun to see a good team come to town. Yeah, I care about Noon. the Bears. I care about the Bears. Uh, no, I'm know. saying as an yeah, opponent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, as yeah, an I opponent. I am just, yeah. I'm just yeah. being an antagonist. Oh. I, 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 I'm that way because I'm the youngest of my family. <laughs> That's what I've been told. But, yeah, I, you know, listen, I like that a, a good a Buffalo team is coming into play against the Bears, and I think that's what the Bears fans want to see. But I think if you can walk off that field confidently and injury-free, then it really provides a little bit of spark for you getting ready for the start of the regular season. And that's what we're, that's what the Bears organization is concentrating on, is week one of the regular season as much as it is important to play that last preseason game well. And hopefully get some injured guys back. None are serious to the point that you're concerned about week one, but you'd like to get them back. And certainly the middle of the defense, Tommy. We're talking about Tremaine Edmonds. We're talking about Eddie Jackson, Jaquan Brisker. Uh, these guys have not been able to play with the new additions. Unique Ngakwe and uh, Demarcus Walker trying to get healthy. So the defense is where the majority of the issues are. And then the offensive line, where is Nate Davis at? 
You know, I, I think Nate Davis is in that ramp-up period where he's going to start contributing more. I think he's going to be a real help to Darnell Wright. I think Chris Morgan would like to see his five guys in there with a couple weeks of practice so they can have that chemistry and gel together. But... Listen, man, there's three weeks left before the Green Bay game. I, I know the Buffalo game stands in their way, but it's about preparation to know the system better, to gain that chemistry, and I think this week did help them against practicing against the Indianapolis Colts, but... You know, it's about getting them ready to play against the Green Bay Packers. All right, Tom, that's going to wrap us up. We'll talk to you next week on both Bears Etc. and Bears Weekly. Miller Lite, the official beer of the Chicago Bears. Tastes like Miller time, Chicago. We appreciate you and United Airlines, official airlines of the Chicago Bears. Keep joining us on these podcasts wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify. We're on YouTube as well, also on iTunes. And make sure you check us out. We hope you enjoy what we've done so far. We'll talk to you next week from Indianapolis with Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak. We'll talk to you next time. Bears.